Stockholm, Sweden, the land of eternal darkness. Where some hunt for sport, others hunt for food, and we here hunt for the next euphoric gaming experience. This is... Chasing the Dragon! Hello, I'm Ryan. And I'm Andres. Welcome to episode one of Chasing the Dragon. Today we begin with our little bit of introduction of us, our gaming history, and where we currently are in our gaming lives. Since I'm the elder, I'll begin. I was born in 1974, and I began gaming when I was around seven years old. So that was around 1981. And uh, I remember it, uh, neighbors with my grandmother, and they taught me how to play chess. And so that was really the, the first, I, I would say, like, like serious game that I, I learned. And, and I think that's where everything comes from for me. And then... Um, in 1983, or a couple years after learning to play chess, I got a game of Risk, and I fell in love with that. And I played Risk uh, as much as I could, and uh, against anyone, I won a lot uh, because you know maybe because my mom let me win. I don't know. <laughs> um, and then <clears throat> a really really formative uh, experience was in 1984. I got um, the Dungeons Dragons Red Box. Uh, a year, like right at, right around when it was released. I think it was released in 83. And I, it was just absolute magic. <laughs> really, I mean, opening up that box. I mean, there was nothing like that. You hadn't experienced anything like that before. At least I hadn't. And open up that box and you have these, these, there's like a couple books in there. And you got these dice. You got like 20-sided die. I mean, oh, I've never seen a 20-sided die before. What would be this sorcery? Yes, it was amazing. And then looking through the book, reading the book, and uh, keep in mind, I was around 10, 11 years old. No, I think it was 10 when I got this. And it was just amazing. And, and I remember doing that first solo adventure mm -hmm. and like killing my first goblin. And it was, it was so exciting. Uh, I, I don't think too many things since then have really excited me as much as that experience. And since that experience, you've been trying to chase the dragon to try to like find that next experience. Indeed, indeed, and chasing and and every time I think of a dragon, I think of that red dragon on the on the front of that box. Oh. To me, that is a dragon. Nice. Um, a, a few other games that um, I played early on. One of them was another magical experience for me. Was Dark Tower. I don't know if you ever played Dark Tower. Did you? No, I I know of it though. I've. I'd never played it myself. So it's that electric one, right? It comes with a big, like, digital tower thing in the center. A big dark tower in the center. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I don't really think that the experience of this game has, as far as I've encountered, has never been replicated, even though the game was from 1981. What it was was this big dark tower in the center, and surrounding are these, uh, it's a circular board, too, which was really interesting. Uh, and you, you play the hero and you're trying to go into this tower and, and conquer the, the evil in the tower and save the world. Um, and it was, it just, it felt epic. I mean, if I played it now, it wouldn't feel so epic, but it would still feel like, you know, a mad, magical thing. Because there weren't any dice. What you did was you, there was like a, a keypad kind of on the tower itself. And you would press and you would enter your movement so that, so the, um, the tower itself... The computer inside the tower would track your movements throughout the board, so they would always know where you were. You can go to this um, bazaar, you ch shop things, and then these brigands would attack you. And I really, one of the things I still remember to this day are the um, the sound effects that came with it. It was amazing. Like, 
Da-na. Oh shit, I just lost. Or da-na. Oh, it's getting better, you know? So, uh, Ryan, didn't you recently try to look online to see if you could play it online like as like a Flash game for Dark Tower? Yeah, you could find it at well-of-souls.com slash tower. Can we just reflect on that for a minute? Think about it. The Well of Souls houses the Dark Tower. That's just kind of epic. Indeed, and, and that game is epic because I'll tell you one thing. I never won that game. <laughs> <laughs> it's impossible. The game is impossible. And yet, it was still one of the most fun experiences I've ever had in gaming. Challenge is a good thing. Keeps you coming back for more. One place I remember is there was a the friendly um, neighborhood hobby store called Herb's Hobby Haven. And it was in this this basement you go down and you know it have a specific smell of games and gamers i don't know <laughs> it was it was a great place because because that's where you just go and got all your D stuff and so anyways um a couple other great moments from my childhood with games um one one of them i have to say is a computer game uh, i had a commodore 64 and this game called pools of radiance it was a Forgotten Realms Dungeons Dragons uh, game, and it was just so incredible. Uh, to this day, it was still my favorite computer game experience, and that was from 1988. I mean, the story was great. No, no contemporary game really touches that for me. So, um, yeah, of course, it's nostalgic, and that's what I'm thinking. Of. Also, Ryan doesn't play computer games anymore. Not so often, but I, uh, you know, I never got into the console gaming as much. I was more into because I wanted to play something more substantial, more role playing based, and more involved than than arcade style games. So along with these, one of the things, the genre that I really, really got into and I played probably most often was map based area control war games, and. A lot of them came from the Milton Bradley Game Master series. So we had Axes and Allies, Conquest of the Empire, Fortress America, and Shogun. So Axes and Allies was the game that I played most. I probably played that at least 100 times. Because when I went to college then, I continued to play that. And of course Magic, but that's a different topic. But for me, I, yeah, we played a lot of Axes and Allies. But my favorite game of these was Conquest of the Empire. It's interesting that you say that because I recently uh, pr unpacked and priced a copy at work and I thought, oh, well, this looks kind of cool and maybe something Ryan will be interested in and all the millions of miniatures it comes with or 300, I think it's like 300 miniatures or something kind of intrigued me and I hadn't played it before. So it's might, a, end, might end up getting it soon. It's an incredible game. Incredible game. Then then Magic came out. I mean, I started college in 93. Oh, Magic. Yes, Magic. Okay. And uh, Magic was great. I started playing it w with the revised edition. So it was really the first, the first edition that people actually started playing with on a, on a kind of larger scale. We played hundreds of, of games of Magic, a group of friends of mine. Mm. Um, you know, played other games like the Middle Earth card game. Uh, you know, a, a really fun one was Vampire Masquerade. Played the card game, played the role-playing game, played the Middle Earth role-playing game as well. Continue to play some D and D as well. There did some LARPing, live action role playing, just a few times. We didn't we didn't really have a group that did that so often. Um, and uh, and then you know when I graduated college, 
um, I basically stopped doing gaming as like a as like a consistent activity, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was around ninety seven, ninety eight. Like I said, just a few times a year, I would play games whenever I could, but just opportunities weren't that weren't there that often. And then I I I recently picked it up uh, pretty seriously uh, in the last year year and a half since moving to Stockholm, um, which I moved here four years ago. Uh, but now we started this gaming group. Yeah. And this is this has been really great because getting back into it and re- realizing how much I missed it. Well, for me, I mean, I was born in uh, 1989. My grandpa taught me how to play like dominoes and stuff. But then when I was a kid, Pokemon exploded. And so, like, Pokemon was everywhere. And so, uh, the Pokemon trading card game was huge. And at the, uh, I didn't actually start playing it until later on, but I collected the cards. And then, when just going into, like, comic shops and, like, collecting all these Pokemon cards, I noticed this other kind of, like, card game that was also there. It's called Magic. And I'm like, this has got, like, dragons and demons, and it's got, like, warriors, and this looks so much more cool. So, like, by, like, 1997, I was collecting a lot of Magic cards, but... I hadn't started playing it until like maybe 98 or so and then I really 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 started getting really really into magic or I was playing it very intensely uh, until maybe I'd say high school um I would just constantly play uh magic over and over again with anyone I can find just build ridiculous decks broken combos and anything I could see so basically you started gaming almost exactly the, the time when I stopped so it's interesting that together we have this kind of continuum. Yep, kind of. This endless stream. <laughs> well, uh, I, but, but I mean, I didn't really pick up board game until later. But I mean, I was already introduced into like this gaming world because, you know, at the time, probably the best place to really like get magic and to cultivate it, kind of like almost like a community around it was the Wizards of the Coast stores, which were popping up in like malls and stuff like that. There was like, I think, two or three in San Diego. And... Um, so I'd always go there and like play magic with whoever the hell I could finally play with me, get my ass kicked a lot of times, and then by all the old bigger kids who smelled terrible but had awesome decks that could afford more cards than me. Then around the time of about like 2003 or so, I was in the ninth grade and I was uh, hit by a truck and uh, I wasn't able to leave the house for quite a long time because I wasn't able to walk. I had a uh, massive compound fractures on my ankle, uh, broken ribs that had to heal, uh, punctured lung. So I was in pretty shitty shape. And um, uh, some friends of mine started to, uh, you know, come over, hang out and play. And, you know, we couldn't really do much. But uh, at some point we picked up D&D around that time because, you know, D&D was something that was always there at the Wizards of the Coast store. So we started doing something like 3.5 and 3. And um, for about four years, we played Dungeons and Dragons Third Edition and three point five mixed in because you know we didn't know better. And then we even experimented with some of the kind of like homebrew RPGs, this role playing game based on like the Mario universe, Mario from you know the Nintendo universe. Uh, looking back on it, uh, finding my the notes about it for research about this podcast, I've learned that. It wasn't really like a role playing like thing as much of it was uh, like a choose your own adventure that he kind of like like okay if if they go this then I have this ready and this like so he kind of wrote like a choose your own adventure thing. Risk was always around. People had copies of Risk. Never honestly really cared for it. Maybe that's why what 
like hold on to me now that all those experiences of getting my ass kicked and like area control games makes me like little hesitant to play them nowadays or like at least not enjoy them as much as other types of games. We were kind of tired of D&D, the fantasy universe sort of thing. So oh, we were still playing Magic constantly. Like what else is there that we can play? Uh, and there was a game store uh, in San Diego called Game Empire. And so we were just kind of like looking around, seeing like, what is there here. And, you know, some friends picked up stuff like Munchkin, Dominion, uh, Zombies, uh, Settlers. And so we played a lot of these kind of like really cool games. They're like, wow, this is so different, especially like Dominion. Dominion was the one that like blew my mind because it was, you know, I had been playing Magic for a long time at that period. And then we, there's, hey, there's this other card game where it's all just about building your deck. Oh, you mean like Magic? No, 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 but you do it in like this totally different way. Like here, I'll show you. And you know, we we played Dominion and like, wow, this is so cool. I mean, now it's like been really burned out because for a while it was all I was able to play. So yeah, my gaming universe kind of like did that for a while. We've experimented with stuff like AD&D to see the difference. We experimented with some uh, Star Wars, the D6 edition from West End Games, the role-playing game, I should say. What else? Some Call of Cthulhu from the basic role-playing system. And then about 2009 was the first year that I kind of made my way to Sweden. And then so gaming took a pause for a while. I moved to Sweden in 2011. I didn't really know anyone here, so I didn't know anyone I could ever, ever talk about gaming with. I mean, I taught my girlfriend magic because it was something that I've had a shit ton of cards and that, that she can easily play. And then she got into that, which was nice. And then in 2012, in October, I got a job at uh, SF Bukhandan in Stockholm. And um, uh, for people who don't know, or people who are outside of Stockholm might not, might not know about this place, it is a dream come true for nerds. Um, where do we sell science fiction, fantasy comics, manga, um, horror movies, anime, uh, role-playing books, and games. Like, anything you could possibly ever want in that genre, we have and sell. I, I just went balls deep into gaming at that point. Because it was, part of it was work, and part of it was like, oh, awesome, I have real disposable income for the first time in years. I think in what, like December of last year, you and I met? That month we started a game group and for like the last year now, we've been gaming almost every Sunday. I mean, we miss a couple here and there and sometimes we game twice a week, but yeah, we've been gaming constantly since then. And that brings us today into the end of our very first episode in discussion. Uh, join us next time when we try to tackle a real discussion. We're gonna try to see if we can, you know, collate our thoughts into uh, what's the generation gap between gamers and games that have come out and the design changes and some of the mechanics that have really kind of like changed the gaming landscape from today and my age, what I'm used to, to what Ryan's more accustomed to. Yeah, we'll, we'll see you next time. Here on... Jason the Dragon! Jason the Dragon!